You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Well, hello, everybody. It's time for another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. And today I thought I would do a quick mid-month update on the progress that I've been making towards my 2020 goals, as well as kind of some recent impacts that we've had from a financial update perspective. There's been a lot of conversation right now about the impacts that the COVID-19 coronavirus is having on the hobby, and so I thought I would share what some of my early impacts are when it comes to my recent sales, website traffic, blog traffic, and that type of thing. So we'll get into it after this quick break. Starstock is a new trading card marketplace which is preparing to go live in April. Their goal is to be a faster and cheaper solution to sell cards, and they're looking for sellers who want to be some of the first to have their cards available for sale at launch. I'm going to be testing the platform with my own submission. They're offering a 5% sales commission with no other submission or processing fees. You send in your cards and they do all the work. Cards are insured and stored in a vault, and you can have your cards shipped to you at any time. You'll be able to buy, store, or flip cards at the push of a button. If you're interested in learning more about getting involved as a seller and getting your cards onto the site for launch, contact Mike Kuchera via email at mike at starstock.com. They're looking for sellers who have rookie and prospect cards of current players for the major sports. For more details, contact Mike Kuchera at mike at starstock.com or go to www.starstock.com. Well, here we are in mid to late March, and we're about a week and a half into this coronavirus pandemic, and there's been a lot of conversation so far that I've seen online about the financial impacts to the card market that this epidemic is going to have. There's still a lot that we're trying to learn about how contagious it is, how contagious it is on surfaces, if it's going to impact mail, if it's going to impact people's confidence in buying and ordering things online, and then even when people are losing their jobs, if they're going to have a decrease in disposable income, if that's going to reduce the available capital out there to buy cards. And so I wanted to just take a quick look and say, I know this is early data, like I said, only a week or 10 days into when things really started to get crazy and get locked down. But I wanted to kind of share what I've experienced so far on the different platforms that I sell at. And also what I've experienced so far from a content perspective on the website and on the podcast. And just as something different, you know, this is a new experience that most of us haven't gone through this type of crazy impact or this type of crazy scenario. And so I thought it might just be interesting to see some early results and get some early results captured so that we can compare back to these in the coming weeks and in the coming months and see how things shake out. So let's go ahead and get into a little bit about what I've seen so far. All right, first let's go ahead and look at a sales perspective. So as you all know, if you've been listening at all, I sell cards on three primary sites and that's comc.com, eBay, and Sportlots. And so let's start with ComC and see how things have been going there. Now, January and February were two of my 
better months that I've had. And I had um, some pretty good sales, but a lot of that I think was tied to the fact that I had some pretty big submissions come and pop up in those two months. And so a lot of times when I've got brand new cards popping onto the site, there's interest in those cards and I generate a lot of additional sales there. Now, I haven't run any promotions or anything like that, but so far in March, my sales are about two-thirds of what they were in January and February, but they're fairly consistent from the first week of March to the second week of March to here this third week of March plus a couple extra days. I haven't really seen a big drop-off in sales um, since the, the coronavirus stuff came up. And so they're lower so far or on pace to be lower than they were for January and February. But from a week-to-week perspective through March, I haven't really seen much of an impact. On eBay, though, that's a completely different story. On eBay, I had about $170, $180 worth of sales in just in the first two weeks of March. But since all of this stuff went crazy over the last 10 days or so on eBay, I've only had $19 in sales on eBay in the last 10 days. And so there's been, you know, those first two weeks, $180, these last, this last week, $19, I've seen a massive drop in my personal eBay sales over this, this period of time on sport lots. It's fairly consistent. Again, January and February on sport lots were two of my all-time record months, and I was averaging around $25 to $30 a day in sales. But so far in March, I'm closer to a $20 a day average. But again, similar to ComC, it's been consistent. So I that's a, that's a consistent daily sales average that I've had throughout the entire month. I have not seen a drop in my sport lot sales over this, the first two weeks compared to the last week or week and a half. And so I don't really know what to make of that. I mean, ComC, again, pretty consistent. I don't know that I'd necessarily consider there being a lot of impact of of risk of people getting the virus through mail and that type of thing through ComC, mainly because you can buy and hold that inventory right there on the site. Sport lots, though, most of that stuff is getting shipped out. And so, you know, I don't see, you know, if there was a, a concern, you know, it, it hasn't played through in the sales there. But eBay, for whatever reason, this early results, I've had a big drop off. It could just be that people aren't interested in what I have anymore or I've sold through what people are interested in. But it's it's so such a drastic difference than what I've seen on ComC and Sportlots. There, there might be something to that. I'm not sure. All right, now let's take another look at a a related angle to the online sales, but that is the affiliate income that I get from both eBay and Sportlots. So I'm an affiliate partner with both eBay and Sportlots, meaning that if somebody goes through one of my links to sign up for an account on Sportlots or goes through one of my links to visit eBay and then subsequently buys things, I get a small share of that as a reward or as a commission. And so let's take a look at what my affiliate income has done for the the last few weeks here in, in, in March. And so on eBay, it, it's going to be a pretty similar story to my own eBay sales. And so the, the first couple weeks, I was on pace for a pretty solid eBay month for me. Again, I don't get rich off this. I think it was around $20 in affiliate income that I had earned over the first two weeks of March. But in the last 10 days, I have had only one day where there was any 
affiliate income generated. I've had clicks, a pretty consistent number of clicks through over that period of time, but only one day in the last 10 days were any sales generated. And so that affiliate income just dropped off, uh, you know, dropped off a cliff here in the last couple weeks. Sport lots, it's a different story, similar to where I've seen consistent sales on my own personal sport lots cards. The affiliate income that I've been credited over these last um, three weeks has been consistent as well. I haven't seen really any impact to the uh, sport lots affiliate income, which again is like eight or 10, 12 bucks, something like that. So again, I'm not getting rich on this. It's just a, a little bit of something extra that helps offset the cost of running the website and and some of those types of things. But it is an, an added little piece that, that hopefully I will see grow over time and part of my long-term plan. But the, as far as the impacts it, during the month of March here, it hasn't really been too bad on Sportlots, but on eBay, um, there's been a, a big drop off here in the last week. And finally, let's talk a little bit about the content side of things. And, and really what we're dealing with there is both the website traffic at waxpackhero.com and the download traffic for the, the podcast here. From a website perspective, um, looks like month over month, my page views are up around 7%. And so that's, you know, up to around 53, 5,400 page views a month. And I've really only got month over month results there. So I don't really necessarily have a, a daily impact. Um, from what I can see on that daily impact, it looks fairly stable, fairly flat throughout the month. It doesn't look like a, a big spike up or a big drop off either way. And so my page views have been fairly consistent throughout the month of March, up slightly, you know, comparing the last 30 days to the prior 30 days, which is great. That's the trajectory I want to see. And overall, it's been up fantastic for the, the year so far. I started the year at around 3,500 page views a month, and we're up to around 5,300, 5,400 page views a month right now. And so really seeing some traction on the blog, and people are connecting with, hopefully, hopefully connecting with the content that I'm producing. And so I'm excited to see that. But like I said, maybe some small month-over-month -month increases in page views, but nothing astronomical. From a podcast perspective, Continuing to see kind of a slow and steady growth. You know, a couple weeks ago, I had a massive spike up to around 1,400 downloads a week um, when I had a couple um, fairly popular episodes. The Quick Collecting Cards episode was fairly popular. Uh, got a chance to be on the Beckett podcast with Eric, and, um, you know, he really helped spread the word on that episode. And I think that generated some extra downloads this last week. Though it, the first week of the craziness, the, the the podcast listenership actually came kind of back down to where it was before, uh, around a thousand um, downloads a week, and so kind of back into that slow and steady trajectory. We didn't continue the massive spike or the massive increase, and so I don't know if that's just because of some of the uh, the didn't have as much extra publicity, didn't have as much extra promotion last week as it did two weeks ago. But did see a pullback in, in the podcast listenership back to more normal levels. And so, again, this is so early on. We're talking about a week or 10 days into the, the lockdown and, and some of those types of things that many states are seeing and the, the much more restricted travel and, and um, 
public access and social distancing that we're seeing. So it's so early to try to make any type of main long-term determination on where things are going to go. But I did think it was worth taking a look at early on just so we could get a baseline of where things were at right as all of this stuff was starting to shake out. Hopefully it's going to end up being a shorter term situation and and we're talking about only weeks or or maybe a month or so before things start to return back to normal but who knows you know we're we're in the early stages of this and so I'd love to hear from you on what impacts you're seeing. I'd love to hear from you on what content you'd like to hear about. You know, I'm, I'm hoping to continue to crank out the content, help educate, help inform, and help connect people who love this hobby. And so please reach out to me at waxpackhero at gmail.com and let me know what you'd like to hear about. If you'd like to hear more of these kind of financial and goal-related updates, if you'd like to hear more about specific sets, Let me know what you'd like to hear about, and I will try to create some content to meet that need. You can also reach out um, on Twitter at TheMikeSummer, and you can also reach out on Saturdays when we do the live Hobby Hotline show on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And that's a show that you can call into and talk cards and and ask your questions about um, collecting goals and collecting sets and collecting strategies, whatever it might be. And so check out the Hobby Hotline as well. If you're enjoying the show, I would definitely appreciate it if you took a second to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread the word. It helps other people understand what the show is all about and what you take away from it. So if you haven't already done so, I would really appreciate it if you would take a second to rate and review the show. That is all I've got for you today. Stay safe out there, and I will catch you next time.